1: Podcast listeners, Uh, this is an episode of Getting Thinky, and uh, for this episode, we are going to cover the topic of what makes a good name, um, how names affect our lives, um, and whether there's meaning behind them. Uh, This is Jimmy.
2: I'm Katie. And I'm Andrew.
1: All right. All right, so, um, yeah, let's, um, I think we were going to start off with a general our names, right? Um, yeah. And maybe some story behind uh, what it means to us. Yeah, I'm
2: pretty sure right. we're going <laughs> <laughs> so to
0: start.
2: So, start with myself and then we'll move on to literary and, and fictional people we'll just sort of see where, where we end up. Alright, good plan. Anybody have a good story?
3: Uh, no, my name is totally boring. Like, my first name is my mom's middle name, no, I'm sorry, my first name is my aunt's middle name, My middle name is my mom's middle name, and so it's really just a family name, and I have the most common name combination possible of of girls my age, like the only way it could be more common is mm. if my last name were Smith, but that's the only
0: <laughs>
3: <name>. <laughs> for reference, I'm Catherine Renee okay. Oh, Mm-hmm. and and my first name i spell it k a i t i but that's not how it's always been spelled i've changed the spelling of my of Katie like three or four times because i just hated how common and boring it was
1: ah uh, I, I actually th- that's one thing that i um was going to ask you about why um you had spelled your 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 short your shortened version of your name that specific way
3: mm-hmm yeah, I think I landed on that one when I was, like, 13, and then I stopped changing it. I stopped being weird. Um But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I changed the spelling of Katie several times because it was just, like, there were so many Katies. And it's not like I could go by Catherine and there'd be any less of them. Um Right. Okay. So I just hated how common it was. I didn't feel like it really fit my personality because it's just so plain. Okay.
2: Mine is... I don't know necessarily how common it is. I've run across, I think, only two other people who went by the name Andrew. I've come across a lot of people who went by either Andy or Drew. Um, me, for some reason, I hate the two version, uh, the two shortened versions of Andrew, the Andy and the Drew. Andy. For some reason, I, I really really hate those. I do not like being called Andy or Drew. I don't. I don't know why, but um.
1: Do you have a middle name?
2: Yes, Joseph. Okay. Do you go? Would you? Um, do people call you AJ at all? Then? No, actually, they don't. Um. Okay. You know, that's a pretty common. If you have A as a first name and J as a middle name, you know, AJ is a very common nickname. But for some reason, no one has ever called me that. Um, I could care less either way.
3: I don't um, like initialisms, personally.
2: Yeah, they're not the greatest. Um, I've come across another AJ, but I don't remember what his first name was. It wasn't Andrew. I um, think it seems to only fit for
1: certain types of personalities. Um, yeah. Like, uh, maybe the more casual, laid-back type would, love, would prefer their initials.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I liked the meanings. Of my names, or at least I like—I really like the meaning of Andrew. It's um, sort of like man or masculine or sort of like a manly, like a strong guy. Um, comes from uh, the Greek Andreas, and uh, yeah, I've always really liked it for that sort of reason. I've always had a sort of manly man type of sort of personality, <laughs> um, I guess. Um and then Joseph is another biblical name, meaning he will add. Um I don't really get that. I mean man and he will add and, and that's sort of it.
0: <laughs>
2: well, you know, some people some people names like if you put the meanings together they sort of reflow really into sort of one coherent statement and, and mine doesn't. But.
1: Uh, right. Well, if you take my Chinese name and add the meaning behind it, it would be the first two, my surname and my middle name, uh, would be Waterpower.
0: <laughs> Waterpower. Uh, that,
1: <laughs> which did a little corny. Um, but I, the, the names I go by, the, the name I go by and the names on my, um, uh, certificates are, are very different. So the name on my birth certificate, um, it, I, yeah. So I was born in China and I was given um, a non-Chinese name by my dad. And uh, so the, the name is in in Cantonese, it's Gong Bi. B. And so the first two are Chinese characters, and then the third one is the English letter B. And um, I always tell people that my parents are like. The Chinese versions of hippies, because they just decided to randomly give me a bizarre name like that. <laughs> and but then their their whole um, thinking behind that was um, they knew that I would travel to, I would be living in the United States someday, and that uh, they wanted to give me an American name. But um, they had a very little understanding of what American culture is, and didn't know any American name. But they did know the alphabet. Um, so, so I, my, you know, my older brother was never cursed that way, um, my older sister, but so, the, so his logic was, all right, so you're my second son, so he'll be, if he's A, you're B, but then he was never give me A. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the story behind my name, um, and then, uh, when I, when I actually, um, came over to the U.S., um, right before i got um like my social security card and, and all the documentation um they uh, i had to enroll in school and um the teacher looked at my chinese name and they were they were going to you know enroll me in school and use um a, a and spell it out they looked at my chinese name and they were like what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't translate this into any any form you know so um they they translated my last name into the Cantonese version to be uh Kong um but then they translated my first name um uh, sorry my given um so in Chinese we have we go by surname um shared middle name um among our brothers and then a our, our given name so the shared middle name among my brothers is Zen and then the um my my given name was B, but then they said, like, we can't use B, right? That doesn't mean anything, right? So they changed it around and said, all right, you'll be Bay, so B-E-I. So for the longest time in school, throughout school, I've used a name that um, somebody just randomly decided to give me, you know, and that
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was a teacher, and they just randomly decided to give – or it was an administrator in the school system. Um, so I, I think soon after that, um, when I was naturalized, I, I just decided that I wanted to claim something for myself. Um, and I, I just, uh, I don't know how I arrived at Jimmy. I think it was because, um, it was phonetically similar to Zen Bay. Um, and then I just didn't, didn't really want to like use the other one. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my whole spiel.
0: Very we actually cool. got an interesting story. I know, yeah. yeah. Interesting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, my m- in terms of meaning, my name is equally boring. Like, my first name means pure, and my middle name means reborn.
0: <laughs>
3: ah. Yeah, so it's hmm. not... Not
1: really. Those two seem to go
3: well together. They yeah. do well together, but I just uh, it's so boring. My brother also has a family name, um, but it's Stephen Perry and he was born when Journey was really popular. So everyone thought <laughs> that my mom named him after the lead of <laughs> Journey.
2: Right.
3: And then my my one of my younger sisters, um, her name is Annalisa Francis Grace. So for some reason she got an interesting name, but the rest of us all got boring ones.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: So what what makes um a name cooler than uh, than the others? Than
3: others. Well, for me, it's just like it came about by very boring ways. Like it's just a family name. Very boring. Um and and also it's so common that um yeah, like there are so many Katie's. And, and part of it is that Katie was a really popular name by itself, and also it's short for so many other things. I, there's never a situation where there's not more than one Katie. Um, so, yeah, it gets, it gets really awkward at work. Um, when I were, used to work at the front desk um, at the hotel, my manager's name was Katie. And apparently we sound similar over the phone, but, like, her boyfriend uh. or dad would call the front desk and I would answer, and they'd just start talking to me. I'm like, um, wrong Katie. Let me put you on hold for a minute. And that happened all the time there are just so many Katies. Or someone would leave, like, a good comment for me, like a guest or something, um, and they would put Katie down. But because there's always another Katie, and since there's always been another Katie that's been there longer, um, they would always get the good comments. And I, I never would. So it looks like I'm just this slacker that no one has ever given a compliment. Um, But actually, it's just they've all been going to the other Katie's.
0: Oh,
2: well,
1: well, okay. So if you were to, um, uh, so if you were to decide names, then then you would, you would prefer the more unique ones as opposed to the family tradition of handing down a name because there's there's meaning uh, associated behind that right yeah that you know, you want to preserve something um inside the family with by carrying on names but um, i feel like
3: you have that taken care of with the last name though personally like all right johnson done
0: oh
2: i <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree with that you know the last name takes care of the whole family and keeping it in the family again and again.
0: Yeah,
3: and and I'm fine with it if it's like you're naming this person like in memory of this other person, you know what I mean? Like, if you had someone that was particularly special to you or died tragically or I don't know, something like that, and you named your kid after that person, that would be fine because there's that extra significance. But mine is just like ah, what should we name this one? Well, We'll take this person's middle name and my middle name, and I guess that'll do. Yeah. (laughs) It's very boring. I didn't even get named after people's first names. I got their middle names.
2: (laughs) Yeah. In my dad's side of the family, they have the tradition of the first son having the same first name as the dad. So my grandfather is Anthony, so my dad is... Hmm. Actually, named exactly after him. He's an Anthony Junior. And then my uncles—they're all, you know, one of them's Jim, and so the first son is Jim or Jimmy. And you know, the the middle names will be good, but the first names will be the same. And I'm really glad they decided not to do that with me. I'm glad I'm different.
1: So in, in, um, how it works in our family, um, so the, um, I'm not sure whether a lot of Chinese families go, go off it that way, but the, the, the last name Kong is, um, is, you know, it's, it's literal translation is water because it's, um, like the, uh, the, the Yangtze River, um, the, the is, 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 called, um, Kong. Um, so it has the, the water radical in its character. Hmm. And all of my my, my dad and all his brothers have an interpretation of the of a, a word that represents water. So, um, like my oldest uncle is called uh, the, the is Hoi, which is ocean, um, and then you know my dad being the river, and then other things like that. So I I think I think that's a, a an interesting take on it, um, and I it's it, which baffles even me even more that I just. Broke tradition that way, you know. So, like my um, my older brother, his name is um, has is is, is just synonymous with with swimming. Um, and for me, it was just it was just B. Um, <laughs> but so, would you guys, um, if you value individuality and uniqueness, would you be on the side of um, the celebrities who just choose like really bizarre names for, for their kids?
3: No, well, I don't think that it has to be stupid in order to be. <laughs> well, uh, they, may, like, they
1: might not think it's stupid, right? Well, no, they I don't mean,
3: think it's stupid, but celebrities are crazy. The names are objectively stupid. I mean, if you name your child Apple, seriously. Yeah. Apple. That's. I, I don't think Apple is quite as bad as some of the other ones.
2: No, Apple's not so bad, because, I mean, you have names after flowers, like Rose. Um, Just Apple is a very common fruit. And so it doesn't seem like a very appropriate name.
1: Yeah, I think Pilot Inspector and uh your majesty Jackson is, is just way out there though.
2: Yeah. I like older names. Like um it's good behind the name dot com has a lot of um uh mythological names or celtic names or old irish and stuff like that i really like those kinds of names i don't know that necessarily that that i would name my kids that but whenever i i've named a few of my pets various Mm. older names and you know anything else you can name an ipod or or anything like that i've used stuff like uh, lily or guinevere those are always interesting i think
3: yeah, I I tend to like names that have a nice sound to them. Like, I don't really care about the historical significance or the meaning quite as much, but it, if they sound nice, those are what I prefer. And they are a little unusual, but not so weird that people are like, I don't know what to do with this one. Um,
0: yeah. As
3: far as pets go, I name my pets like anything that strikes my fancy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, my cat now is named Infamous, which he's named after a character in a book. Um, and then my cat before this one was named Figwit. Which was also named after a character, not in a book, in a movie. Uh,
1: would you would you name inanimate objects like um, Andrew does when I and I do as well?
3: Yes. Yeah. My car is named Chad, for example, because uh, Chad suits his personality. I have this very shorty, like neat head car, and I think like Chad is fitting for that.
0: <laughs>
3: My first car was named Fangly because he was a Mustang.
0: Ah, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: And, um, I had another car that was named Ellen because it was the number one lesbian car in the country for a while. <laughs> was it a Subaru? <laughs> and, um, and my brother had the exact same car, but it was an uglier version. It was white. Mine was red. Um, and
1: Did it, so, it a Subaru or an Element?
3: Um, it was a Honda CRV. v um, Okay,
1: no. Yeah, this uh, was no. quite a
3: while ago that it was the number one lesbian car. Actually, my car now is a Subaru. Um. But, yeah, and so his was uglier, so I named it Rosie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: my first car was named Freya, second car, uh, um, after Sumaragi Subaru, and uh, my current car I'm driving is uh, Niki um, because it's the first German car that I own. Cool. So. But the, why, why do you, why do we do that? I mean, like, to uh, is there is there meaning behind? Is it that we want to get more out of um, these inanimate objects that that's why we we give them names?
2: I think we personalize them because I mean, you think of it how many Subarus are out there in the world? But this is you know your Subaru, and naming it helps it to become yours, just like putting like fuzzy dice in the mirror or something like that, it personalizes it, makes it more yours and separates it from everyone else's.
3: And if it has personal significance, yes. I think you'd be more likely to name it.
2: To me, I started
1: naming my computer when I, I just felt that I could vent at it. So I, I, I wanted to be yelling out a name when I was frustrated.
3: I have named my computers, um, but usually they don't get named until they start giving me problems, and I end up naming them things like <laughs> Morgoth and, and like, Dark Lords, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the big mythic evil creatures, those are who, what I end up naming my computers, usually. The one I have now doesn't have a name yet, because it's been behaving.
2: <laughs> yeah, mine doesn't have a name either, at least not for the moment. It's three years old, so... Maybe next year it'll get a name when it starts acting up.
3: hmm
2: yeah. But hopefully not.
3: Well, and and then some some devices require that you name them, like an iPod or something. Yeah. Um, All right. And so you have to name it. So when it plugs in, it says, "This is you know this." And some people just put like Dan's iPod or or whatever. Um, mine is named the Bard because I thought that was fitting.
2: That is fitting. It's very fitting. I named one of my iPods Guinevere and the other one I don't remember the exact name, but it was Irish and it meant fire. Uh,
0: I
3: think my first iPod I named like Katie's awesome iPod.
2: That's a pretty cool name for, you know, an iPod. If <laughs> the iPod was, you know, actually able to think it's like I named after my owner. That's kind of cool. And I also have awesome in my name. <laughs> that's that's, that's just... Awesome name. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: well, and it has continued to be awesome. Like, I got this iPod. It's like a first-generation iPod Mini, so I got it like six or seven years ago. Um, and oh, wow. it still works. It still works.
1: That's great. Okay, so does that actually get at the, the root of what a good name is? Because, or like, we give names because we have, it's, it serves a purpose of identification, but also there's this inherent expectation, right, that... You are almost like living up to some sort of uh, predetermined standard that the, the the person who bestowed the name on you, hmm. uh, like put put in, into place. Is that necessarily true? I mean, part of it is that I, I think when you um, when I name something, it's that I feel that there is um, already some sort of um, similarity between. Um, what uh, I'm naming and where the name comes from. And there's also an inherent little type of, like, a value. Like, I I have a certain type of appreciation for this character or this name that I've come across in the past.
3: I think that names reflect more on the person doing the naming than on the thing that is named. Like, I feel like my name much more reflects Mm. my um, parents, my mother in particular, than it does me.
1: Okay. So changing your name, the, the way you're it's spelled, is that a um, is that an act of like just claiming more for yourself?
3: Um, yes, probably. <laughs> My friends have paused with other theories. Wow. Uh. because um, I went a little crazy with it for a little while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're trying to figure out. You know yourself, and you want you to be different, or at least more different than what you were. Then, yeah, I mean, I could see going a little crazy would be perfectly acceptable in such a case.
3: Yeah, well, my my one friend, um, he's my best friend in the whole world. We've been friends since like eighth grade, um, and he he went through this whole name changing process with me. Um, and um, and his theory is that because I did all of this name-changing business, like, not long before I came out, um, that I was subconsciously trying to assert that I was different but didn't know how to tell people, so I did it with my name.
0: Uh, but I don't
3: know. That's his theory.
1: I, I don't think friends should be psychoanalyzing other friends.
3: <laughs> I Well, I think that he is allowed to psychoanalyze me, but I would not allow it from pretty much anybody else. Uh, okay.
1: What about uh, names in, in, uh, in stories and books, guys? Um, any particular favorite ones? Or, or what um, – there are there, there, some authors who seem like when you actually read the name of a, um, of a character, it, it's, uh, there are elements where it foreshadows something. And, you know, there are times when you read a name and you say, well, that's a really cool name or that's very appropriate.
3: Yeah, um, that happens in the Harry Potter books a lot. Like, if you went mm-hmm. through and and researched all the names of the Harry Potter characters, you would pretty much know how the story was going to play out without even having to read the books.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can't necessarily think of any particular names that you know I really liked that came from any particular story. Um,
1: was it was it more that the characters in the stories? made more of an impact than, than you know, the, 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 its namesake.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um, I think for some stories, the authors go a little overboard in the names, especially in some of the uh, fiction. Um, they'll try to come up with names to where there isn't really a whole lot of similarity to any names that we know of. And okay. for me, I find that that's, makes it more difficult to keep track of what character is what um, because you know you you picture a name with like an ideal person or personality sometimes right and when the character has some of those similar traits it's easier to compare oh I remember this person is is this name or something like that because you don't have a face to go off of you know it's just a book
3: Mm-hmm. Well, part of that I think is just lazy writing. Like the um, the author wants their character to be special, so instead of making us feel like the character is special, they give it some crazy name like Renezme.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Okay. So so that becomes more marketing than than anything else. All right. Then it then it's no different from the branding of a soda to um. To like the names uh, celebrities or, or song artists choose for themselves or porn stars choose for themselves, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I think someone, well, the Lord of the Rings, I think, has good names for characters. Uh, one, I think that has to do with Tolkien's love of language, uh, you know, because he came up with various languages you know, the the various elven languages and Dwarvish and, and all of that, and I think that also played into the names he created for the characters, and he created uh, a meaning behind the name, you know, even though Gimli isn't a name that we've heard before, um, you know, the sort of sound of it, knowing that it goes with a dwarf and the way he explains uh, others' names, throughout the various uh, works that he's done, you know, beyond The Lord of the Rings, you know, that makes the name a real name rather than just a string of characters thrown together to make something different.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, the The names in Lord of the Rings are linguistically nice. Uh, so they sound good. Even though they're not names you've ever heard before, they can still make sense when you read them.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Any um, any other topics on the list that we want to cover?
2: What do you think about fictional characters who have? What we consider "quote unquote" normal names like uh, Bruce Wayne or Peter Parker, or those? I sorts think of things
1: like... <laughs> Well, it, all right. I, I was about to say those names are awesome, but it's 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 probably because the characters are awesome, and yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think they're very, they're 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 good as so long as they're suitable. It's weird because if um if Bruce Wayne and Peter Parker had switched their names, I think it would be a little off
2: yeah but then we're also we're also used to spider man being Peter Parker, and we're used to the character of this friendly neighborhood spider man the guy who taunts his enemies as he, he beats the crud out of them.
0: <laughs>
2: um we're used to that you know sitting with Peter Parker as well um it's hard to think of a name, like a name that you know really well with a character, like Peter Parker. It's hard to take the name and separate it from the character that we're used to seeing it with. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, th- I mean, in fiction, I think that um, names have a certain character to them, and, and it does um, go a little ways to define your character. Like, Bruce Wayne sounds like a rich snob kind of name, right? Yeah. And so when I was working on my Nano NaNoWriMo novel, I... a a lot of the people in my story are these, like, very rich, snobbish sort of people just because of, like, um, the locations where it's set. It's in, you know, Boulder, Colorado, and and Berkeley, California. And so um,
0: those types
1: of (laughs)
3: names. I I live in Boulder, so I I know.
1: I frequent Berkeley. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But
3: but that's the sort of names that you would get. You would get, you know, Camerons and Ethans and uh, – Those sorts of names, the sort of, like, upper crusty kind of names that that you wouldn't get if you were writing a story in, like, you know, the ghetto of Detroit or something. Or the type of names that people had in Colorado are not the type of names that people have in St. Louis, where I live now.
1: Right. But can't you have a rich bubba?
3: Well, you could. yes, you could. But you probably wouldn't write a rich Bubba, unless you were trying <laughs> right. to include that dichotomy.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't write a a multimillionaire named Bubba and not try to fit in why on earth a Bubba is a billionaire into the strip. Strip, right? So... There are certain things that you hear a name and you automatically think of a character. Like Bubba. You think of a redneck guy who's got a beer belly. He's probably wearing flannel. He may be in a trailer. He may live in the mountains, but he definitely loves beer and NASCAR. That's what you think of when you hear Bubba.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
2: At least that's what we think of when we hear Bubba in this day and age. 50 years from now, Bubba may be you know, the president.
3: Well, and that's that's interesting as well, is that um, we think of names now as, like, old people names, but when we're old, like, Katie is going to be an old lady name. Yeah. When now it's sort of like a trendy 80s kind of name.
2: So do you think that... some of the names in fiction that are, again, normal names, do you think that they're going to perceive, be perceived as odd in future generations? Or do you think that, you know, two or three generations from now, Peter Parker is still going to be, you know, Peter Parker, even though the name Peter may be like an old name,
3: well, I think there, there are some names that have held up for generations and will continue to hold up. It's the trendy names that are going to become old person names, right? So I think, yeah. like, John always going to be current. Joe. The biblical
1: Peter. ones. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Andrew, for example. Yeah. Um, Catherine is probably always going to be around. I mean, it's <laughs> it's been all over Europe for centuries, and now it's all over, you know, America and Canada. Um, so yeah. that's another one that's, that's probably going to hold up, but like Katie or Kathy or Drew. Um, but are we just? Are, out of style.
1: Is that because we um, we're too limited in our scope and we're not expanding our our era farther enough? Like let's say you know the once upon a time you know the Greek you know the, the well, that was the empire you know and probably there were a lot more common Bartholomews you know.
0: Yeah, then. well,
3: but Catherine comes from the Greek. I mean, some names have been around for a long time. Okay. And some of them are going to change forms a little bit, but the, mm-hmm. the basic name is still going to be around. Like, I mean, Andrew's been around since biblical days, and it's still current. So I think if it's been around for several thousand years, we can stand to reason that it will still be around for a while.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, if Catherine's been around since since the Greek Empire. We'll probably still have Catherine in a few hundred years.
2: Yeah. But do you think that, you know, obviously those particular names are going to stick around and the meanings are going to stick around, but something that isn't quite as solid, and if you named a fictional or, you know, a famous fictional character after that sort of name, do you think that... If, how do I explain this simply? Well, I'm just going to use a name that you know, doesn't necessarily fit with what I'm trying to say. Say you have Katie, and you name a fictional name, a fictional character Katie, and it has a certain meaning to it. Um, and then 50 years later, the meaning of Katie has changed slightly. Do you think that people 50 years from now will be able to look at the fictional character of Katie and see the original meaning, or would they see their own meaning?
3: Uh, they, I think they'd probably see their own meaning. I mean, we, we've seen kind of how names have changed. Like, you don't, there aren't a lot of Mildreds around now, so if you saw a character in a book named Mildred, you would think, like, that's a tombstone name.
1: Right.
0: That's name you
3: see in a tombstone. It's not someone you go to high school with, you know. So but if I, you
1: were reading it in context with, like a book, won't you associate with that as being okay?
3: Uh, yeah, I think you would have to associate. You would end up associating it with an older time. Like if I were reading the first page of a novel and it didn't give me any specifics as to what time frame it was in, and the main character was Mildred, I would assume that it took place in like the forties.
2: Right. Yeah. That makes sense.
3: So yeah, okay, I, think, so what, I think certain names do really date of um and and do really date when you're when you're doing something when you're naming someone, um, and that has to do with the trendy names like you know, Ethan and Cameron. Those are going to they're trendy now. They're probably not going to be trendy fifty years from now, and they're going to be thought of as old person
0: names. <laughs>
1: now I, I want to touch on two points. I think they're a little similar. Um, so the first point being um, that there are cases where, let's say, you come up with there's a very significant person in history or in popular culture, and just having that name just you know just changes every everything else that will have that name in the future, right? Um, where it's just such a um, you know it's it's uh, just because of, of, of its fame. Um, everything else is going to, you know, automatically in your in your mind associated with that. Um, so that's the first observation, and the second one um, being that um, uh, there that once um, there, there are certain things where it it, it is almost um, sets up a system where there can only be one of that given name. So how we have domain names now on the internet. And how screen names for certain accounts, email accounts, whatnot—that um, you know—it's uh, it it pays to to be the first one to be named a, a certain thing if you actually want that name, right? So, to to the first observation, um, is there like what what are what are is that
2: necessarily a, a, a good or bad thing? I mean, that, I think. I think it would be a bad thing. I mean, because if there was a person out there named Joe who, you know, killed half of Russia, and then everyone thinks of Joe as a mass murderer, and you're named Joe, but you're like the sweetest guy on earth, you know, they're going to think of you, hear your name is Joe, and they're going to think, oh, yeah, just like that mass murderer. Well, and really <laughs> is.
1: Would that really happen, or because they'll, they'll call it Joe the Mass Murderer, just like Jack the Ripper, you know? So yeah. they classify it as such, and so then it's...
3: But you have to admit, if you met someone named Adolf, like, wouldn't your brain automatically go to Hitler?
0: Just, yeah.
3: You know, I mean, it's not that you think, like, ah, watch out for that guy, he hates Jews. No. <laughs> but your, your brain would automatically, like, connect it with that person.
1: Yeah, well... Maybe, maybe, maybe is. do you think it's because we never knew Jack the Ripper's last name? (laughs) Or because he, uh, I guess, they they didn't ever... Well, he has
3: sort of a a character of a name. Like, you don't think of Jack the Ripper as Jack. You think of Jack the Ripper. So, like, if you named your kid Jack the Ripper, then yes. But Jack wouldn't have the same effect.
2: Yeah, I agree. Because we know Jack the Ripper as Jack the Ripper. You can't just say Jack and people will know who you're talking about. It's like the Ripper has become his last name. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Right, but if your last name was Stalin and you named your kid Joe, like yeah, that I think would be a misstep on your part.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, What about people who name their kids after someone famous, like, like? Let's say uh, Nolan Ryan, the famous baseball player, and your last name was uh, Smith, and you named your kid Nolan Ryan Smith, what do you think of those people?
0: Um,
3: I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I don't really have a problem with it as long as they don't have a stupid name. I mean, everyone already thinks that about my family. so like, <laughs> I think my mother's named after Stephen Perry from Journey.
0: Right. right.
3: I mean, so, as long as you don't stick your kid with a terrible name, I, I don't really have a problem with that.
1: There are cases where you're almost setting your your kid up to be picked on, though. Yeah.
3: Um, well, well, some of I, it is so like current to the times. Like uh, people my parents' age think that my brother's named after the lead singer of Journey. People our age, not so much.
2: Don't we don't even know who Journey is sometimes? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I can see that.
3: And even, like, sports stars, you know, they're, they're a big deal at the time, maybe, but 20, 30 years from now, not so much.
1: Yeah. Or they could be involved in a scandal, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you can unname your kid. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, some of that, it, it's just so easy to date them, but I, I don't think that it's will really have a huge significance on their life, because the only time where that name's really going to be current, unless you name your kid, like, Michael Jackson, um, is, yeah. it, it's, it's only going to be, like, around the time that they were born, and they won't even remember the hype about it by the time they're old enough to remember, or to know who that is.
0: Yeah.
2: What was your second point again, Jimmy? Oh, so
1: the, the second point being um, is one of the uh, the, the subtopics listed. Um, so in in our generation, our, in our internet generation, where we you know it, it's it's boomed so much that we are the first to experience um, uh, what it has to offer, and we're also the first to to stake claims in things like domain names and email accounts. Um, and we're already seeing some of it where, you know, the popularity of certain things, um, uh, th- just that because it's, it, it seems like it's a commodity, right, to have a, uh, a very, let's say, short and meaningful domain name or a screen name, right? And um, finding a good one is, is much, much harder to find nowadays if it's, you know, per a, uh, a popular account. Right. Um, so, how would that impact let's say future generations, right? Is it that we take up all the good ones and there's just nothing left and then everybody else in the future has to, you know, resort to the extra numbers and adjectives and like hacks or speak in order yeah. to, to, to well I, I it up. think
3: what what makes a popular name in that sense is, is gonna change a lot. Um, the type of screen names you saw all the time five years ago, you don't really see so much now. And that's not a whole lot of time between the two, right? So, yeah. like, when Lord of the Rings was in theaters, there were a lot of Lord of the rings names. But now, not not so much.
2: You there's could, a lot of Harry Potter.
3: Right. There's a lot of Harry Potter. There's a lot of Lee related names, um,
0: mm. you
3: know, I, and that sort of thing. So, so the things that are popular change so fast. But I don't think that's ever going to be a real problem. Um, I mean, it, I, I don't think it'll really get any worse than it is now. I mean, it's already hard enough to find the screen name that you want, right? But I don't think that it's going to get so much worse because there are so many references that keep changing, and, and they keep coming up with new
0: ones. So,
1: but what what have you what you're looking for in a let's say an email account name where it's actually your email account? You're not looking to Um, jump on any that at the time. You know, you want something that's just personalized toward you. It seems like those you have much less, Yeah, it's more limited in in options for and, you know, much, much more limited that the people in the future just seem to like they have to be even more creative because there are only so many nouns and so many adjectives in in the dictionary. There are so many terms. Well, I think
3: if you're trying to make like a, I think in that case, people just start making new domains like um if you try to get a katherine johnson related screen name on gmail right now i think you'd be out of luck so if you're trying to get like something to put on a professional CV, um i think you might have trouble Mm. if you're going with the popular accounts. but i think people just make new domains and so then all so then those screen names will be available again it'll just be at a different at whatever.com
2: right and some even allow you to come up with your own at whatever further providing you with more creativity.
0: hmm
2: Like you could do Katie, you know, forty six at Johnson dot com or net or whatever. And I think you'll see a lot more of that in the future.
1: So does that actually give more um, a more practical reason as to why you can name your children
3: Something different. Maybe, but if that's what you base your, what you name your children on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <keep> judging. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't and know. some people, some people find a username and they use it often enough to where it just becomes another name for them. Like for me, I use the 44th Hour all over the place now. Mm-hmm. I mean, before before I found that one, I used different things for different websites, but now it's like I'm spreading the 44th Hour all over the place, and that okay. is just me. If you if you see the 44th Hour, it's probably going to be me.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and that does make uh, it easier to find your friends. Like, I have a friend that uses the same screen name on everything, so I just got on Daily okay. Booth and Tumblr or whatever and, and found her on all of those websites you know, right. even though she never, like, linked me her profile or anything, so that was easy. Um, yeah. But then there's also the struggle, like, I use Vote Bob on everything, except on Skype, I went to sign up for it, and it was already taken by somebody else, and I just spent, like, three days trying to figure up figure out a new screen name
0: to use.
1: And, okay, so my first reaction to that is, like, who the hell found me and stole
0: my screen name? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, who else
2: came up with this?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, because they're obviously not using it on any other website, because that's
2: the am thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. For some reason, when I signed up for Skype, I I chose a completely different username than the forty fourth hour. I don't know what my original thought was if I wanted to keep Skype separate from everything else, or or what, but. That obviously has failed. So <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I didn't choose the 45th Hour. But
3: Yeah. Well, I, I do have secret screen names. Like, if I'm on a site and I don't necessarily want, like, my IRL friends to find me on it for whatever reason, like maybe, um, like, I have a live journal that has my writing on it, and I don't necessarily want people I know to just, like, read my writing. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Um, but yeah.
3: I don't have a problem with, like, Internet strangers reading it. So I use a totally different screen name on that than I do on anything else. Um,
0: and yeah, that keeps it kind of
1: secure. Yeah. So, to, go ahead. It's, it's very similar to how superheroes create their their own alternate identities, right? So it's, you know, the, is, is that idea behind why we chose our, our names and how we use it very similar, you know, so that we can um, have a different aspect of our lives that we want to keep separate? Yeah. I mean, I guess
3: so. I mean, it, my writing is a lot different than fighting crime, but, like, the
0: idea is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the idea is the same. You know, it's whatever you, whatever site you have is is going to be a part of you. Um, you know, you may have one site for music, one site for writing, one site for, pictures, one site for chatting, you know, and stuff like that. And you would have you, – you could conceivably have a different name for each thing because each is only a part of you. It's not ever the whole you. Right.
1: Like, I seem to the, – the screen names I choose, there's um, – for anything where I think I'm expressing myself on the creative, but um, not creative but where I want to necessarily attach my – what is it? Um, my my portfolio with, then I'll, then I'll choose the Luna Sage screen name. Um, if it's if all the, my art pieces that I do, um, I go by James, which is the name I don't ever use anywhere else. Um, so yeah, it it's, I, it seems to be like that. It's. You know, it's chosen partly because of functionality and partly because of, you know, that it so, sometimes it just sounds better to, to, to go by something else when, when do these things.
0: Yeah.
2: What do y'all think of nicknames? Like, not necessarily nicknames like Katie, but nicknames that aren't really names, like Duke, or, well, I guess Duke is, but Blue. Um <laughs> Like, something like, you know, calling, like, uh, pet names, I guess, is a more appropriate word.
3: Um, For
2: people? Yeah, for people.
3: Yeah, I've never um, really had a nickname myself. My youngest sister, I call her Jorge, um, which is obviously (laughs) not her real name. No, that is an actual name, but it functions in the same way. Um, Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm in favor of them, I guess.
1: (laughs) I, I... I like them because they um, I, I feel it's uh, it's a level of um, it's like a little similar to terms of endearment. it's like that you're um, it's it's almost something that, that that you you share internally in your own group right
0: mm-hmm. that
1: everybody else knows you by you know John but then you know yes your are really close buddies or friends they they know you by your nickname um, so I, I don't have any objections to it regardless of whether it is a real name or not. Um, There's certain ones that nicknames that other people have given me that just sound weird, uh, but then I kind of grew on me because either it's like really funny or just you know everybody else has one and it's I, I I I find it a little flattering actually to 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 acquire a nickname like in a group setting. Right. It's it's almost like a um a, a badge that you wear that hey you're accepted now you know people are, are calling you by something else other than, than your real name.
2: Kind of like in the military, some of the military movies. Uh, you'll have Boomer and, and Skip yeah, yeah. and Jumper, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm. So you join a biker gang. Yeah, I mean, I think it is is like a symbol of solidarity, and it, it's a um, special thing you share within a select group of people. So it doesn't really function the same way as name. It's a, it's more personal, you know, because um, – Certain people can call you that, but not just anyone can come along and call you that. Yeah. Which, which can sometimes work with your actual given names. Like, um, I have, well, my one friend I was talking about earlier, he calls me Catherine, but no one else can call me Catherine. Right. My own mother doesn't <laughs> even call me Catherine most of the time.
2: Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> if I were to call the Catherine, you'd slap me.
3: <laughs> or I just wouldn't respond. I'd be like, right. there's another Catherine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Nobody else can
2: ever call me B outside of my family.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, not, I'm sure not many people would ever think of <laughs> <they're called B. laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, the same sentiment applies.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. how, how did you arrive at um, choosing the 44th hour as your. Um, like, the, uh, what's the meaning behind that?
2: Um, the meaning behind it is when I first chose it for my blog, I wanted my blog to be sort of random and um, just sort of out there. Um, so I wanted to give it sort of a, a Twilight Zone feel. Uh Yeah. And then I also really liked time. I really like the whole concept of time, and I think about that a lot, you know, time travel or how does time work and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, um, so I came up, or somebody came up with something like the 11th hour, you know, which is a phrase which I don't even remember what it means anymore. The 11th hour is like the end of time or something like that. I'm not sure. But then I just changed that to the 44th hour which, you know, is never going to happen. <laughs> you know, the, the right. most <laughs> hours, is gonna, 24, that's the most you can do, um, you know, in the military time zone um, or, or whatever it's called. Um, you know, you get 12 and you treat 24 hours. So 44 is different. And so that was the original intent behind the 44th hour. And then it's continued to somewhat apply to what I do but doesn't define it as narrowly as I meant it to at first. Hmm. So, yeah. The only ever... I like nicknames in the way that we've been talking about them before, the whole group setting, but the only nicknames I've ever been given have been absolutely horrible nicknames. Um, the only one that I haven't blocked from my memory is Blue. Um, people, some people at a camp that I went to years or years ago called me Blue, and I don't even remember where they got it from. I was probably wearing a blue shirt at the time. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, that was just, that was horrible. So I decided from, like, then on that I would come up with my own nickname, that say, if if you want to give me a nickname, because I've had horrible ones in the past, I don't trust you people, um, and I came up with a Mew, which is A-M-E-W, and um, I don't remember for sure how I came up with it. The A and the W are my first, in and la- initials are my first and last name, so that probably has something to do with it, and then Mew is, you know, what a kitten says, you know, they don't meow yet, they just mew. And I always okay. like cats, so I'd probably sort of put all of that together to come up with a mew. But only one person calls me that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, people have called me Kitty or kitten, um, and that is, I think, because when I say my name, uh, people had a really hard time understanding me when I say Katie. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I say it weird, but people think I say all sorts of weird things, like Kenny, Candy. <laughs>
2: Uh, kitty
3: is the one I get most often I had a friend that actually thought my name was kitty for the first like three months we knew each other
0: um, <laughs> and
3: and so that has kind of like kitty is where it starts out and then one um, person that I work with calls me kitten now but um, so that, that just I think has to do with the way that I say my name and it does not reflect on me personally at all um, I don't think anyone you know looks at me and thinks kitten
2: no you're not a, you're not Kitty.
3: Plus, <laughs> <laughs> Kitty is kind of a stripper name.
2: It is kind of. I think like way back when, um, if you know the old TV show called Gunsmoke, I think there was a bartender named Kitty. But but I think any or um any closer to our time than that, um, yeah, it's definitely sort of a stripper porn star name. So yeah.
3: See and, and it makes me kind of crazy. No one can ever understand me when I say my name.
2: Um and I
3: say my name quite often because I, I work in customer service and sometimes it'll be over the phone um and they'll be like, What did you say my your name was? they will be like Katie. They're like Katy? Katie Kitty? Katie. Katie? Katie. Judy? Yes. Yeah, it's Judy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see how they I understand you just fine. Yeah.
3: Uh, and I have a neighbor, and I have told him my name so many times, and every time it's that same dialogue. Katie. Kesha? What? No! What? <laughs> he thought my name was Kinky the first time I Kinky? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, just now I was walking, um, you know, to the coffee shop that's, like, two doors down to my apartment, and he's like, hi, Keisha. And I'm like, I'm close <laughs>
0: Starts with a K, at least. Yeah. Oh.
3: Yeah. Wow. I, it makes me crazy, because I have, like, one of the most common names. Why would you jump on Kamey before Katie?
2: Yeah. Katie. Hmm. And
3: I, like, I spell it out for people. Or I'll start doing the, like, pronouncing it weird, like, K-T. <laughs> like like, yeah. emphasize. But, no. And it happens all the time, and it just makes me crazy.
2: If you were, like, further south, I would understand, because... Yeah, to do um, the uh, T's into D's, like a lot of people would say KT as KD, mm-hmm.
0: um, but even then,
2: that's not a big difference.
3: No, it's not. Oh, and I would interpret that as exactly the same, like KT and KD, KD.
2: sounds the same
3: yeah. to me, really. Uh,
2: yeah, you sound you say it fast enough, KD. KD, it's close. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so that I wouldn't notice. It's like when they're just pulling names out of anywhere. Where are you getting this stuff?
2: Chrysanthemum? Chrysanthemum?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like, Katie, hey, as in short for Catherine, and they're like, oh, Kathy. I'm like, no, no.
0: <laughs>
3: Not Kathy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think I remember all my nicknames that I've gone. The most recent one has been with coworkers, and so, um, I acquired the nickname Chinatown. Um, <laughs>
0: that's, that's not racist at all. That's the
1: thing, we were, we, were, we were going through, um, uh, it, it was weird because people other people had already had, like, nicknames, and then we were drawing a map out of our, our, our cubicle layout. And um, so th- th- there's this guy that's that we call the doctor. Um, so he's the doctor's office. This other person um, that we call nickname her panda. She's at the zoo. Oh, okay. um, and then you had like um, uh, Drake's cakes and you know some some other like location. And then they're like, okay. Jimmy's over there. Like, where, where, what location will he be? Oh, he's Chinatown, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, since
2: uh, since everyone else is a place, that sort of, fits more than just randomly calling you Chinatown.
1: Right. So, but, uh, but yeah, I've embraced it, and it's, 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 I don't, it's not racist because it's, well, even if it's a tad racist, it's, like, it's funny. Um, yeah. And it's not, they didn't mean it in a racist that. way. And uh and there's uh yeah and then the the other location for um uh a uh, person that works with
2: me it was Little Italy, um so it's <laughs> yeah it all fits together it's again it's a, it's a group thing within the group it yeah. all makes sense when you first said that your nickname was Chinatown I was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hit every topic I wanted to hit. Okay, what about y'all? I
3: think we covered this one. I think. I
2: think All so. All right.
1: Looks like we're good on time too. Yeah. Be just under an hour. All right. Um, okay, so let's wrap that up and uh, uh, thank you for uh, listening, uh, podcast subscribers. And um, for our next re- episode, we will be covering. Um, uh, work, life, and school balance, and time management. Thank you. Uh, this is, again, this is uh, Jimmy. I'm Katie. And I'm Andrew. And thanks for listening. 10%
0: luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the day. is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power. Of will.